Hi, I'm Martha. Hi, I'm Izzy. Welcome to the Lookouts Podcast Reef Points Track. Today's episode is How to Survive SEAL Training. Joining us today is Ken Shoup, the San Francisco SEAL Course Director. He is the only person to both take SEAL and be a skipper for SEAL and was a Sea Scout and Quartermaster in Ship 51. So just to start off, Ken, what is Sea Scout Advanced Leadership, also known as SEAL? So SEAL is hands down the top leadership course offered by BSA. I might be a little biased, but it is supposed to be the top tier leadership course. And it's very hands-on. It's, there's no practice situations. Everything is real life. Um, it's the best experience that you can have on the water. Um, essentially, we take you out on the water and you rotate as bosun and you there is no play acting i mean you actually have to get the ship from point a to point b and there's modules along the way and there's amazing experiences along the way as well and cool places that you've never seen before so speaking about places there are um different locations for seal there's Chesapeake Bay, Gulf Coast, Pacific, Florida Keys, just to name a few. What are some of the differences and similarities of these? Great question. There are 10 courses currently offered in 2020, and we hope uh, at least that number, if not more, in 2021. We've got courses that are on full keel boats, uh, big sailboats, essentially, like my course out in San Francisco, the Dex- Texas Gulf Coast, coast course the chesapeake bay course then there's uh, some big powerboat courses like the pacific northwest we've also got lake courses we have a stand-up paddleboard course and we also have a uh a whitewater rafting course um so the point is that we have sea scouts is in on and under the water and we want to try to <laughs> offer that uh across the board and so we want to be able to give scouts the challenge to be able to choose their course that would either benefit them or challenge them mentally and physically and push them beyond their boundaries. Because that's sometimes is when we do have our best learning is when we're on the edge. And if we're able to provide these awesome different experiences, um, it, you know, they are able to work with that. Um, some of the similarities, uh, we've obviously, we all teach the same seal is seal. The, the book work, the modules that we teach during the actual course are all exactly the same. So it doesn't matter if you, you know, come from a, let's say, 95-foot powerboat program and you decide to do the whitewater rafting program for SEAL because you're still going to learn the same leadership lessons. The being the bosun doesn't change from boat to boat. It just changes the location and the type of boating we're doing. So the, that's one of the benefits to SEAL and how we've offered all these many facets to learn and grow. Very cool. Very cool. Great, for sure. So you mentioned a lot about how SEAL takes place on the water. And how would you say that leadership is really exposed and used when it's being on the water? Unlike any other program that BSA offers, Sea Scouts is hands down probably the highest adventure thing that we do. Um, yep. 
Boats <laughs> are boats are real world situations. Um, like I said, there was there's no play acting. We want to teach our young men and women how to take these boats out and feel comfortable and confident and lead not only themselves but their whole ship and their teammates. And so being on the water is, I mean, we could do classrooms and have virtual simulators and, and probably produce a, a decent leadership course. There's no denial there, but nothing trains you better than hands-on training and letting scouts make mistakes in a safe environment. And so that way they know how to learn and grow from those. Very cool. Very cool. Really so you, you touched a little bit, you know, what, what you can expect from SEAL. Um, obviously, lots of hands-on modules, leadership training, being on the water. Um, what are some other things that people wouldn't normally think about when they think about SEAL that you should expect? Things they can, tangible ideas and tangible actions that they can take home to their home ship. So. Okay. We work on ship operations plans that, that can help jumpstart a Sea Scout ship that might have been struggling or push a Sea Scout ship that's already doing excellent to being into the stratosphere. Just push them way above and beyond. Very um, cool. You can take a new ship and, and just give it life. I mean, there's so many benefits. There's so many takeaways because we do talk about what's going on in their home ships. And because by ship included, there is no perfect ship meeting. There's no perfect cruise. It'd be boring that way. I mean, <laughs> so, you know, we want to talk about these problems and how to address them. And Scouts is always changing and we have to adapt to that. I mean, when I grew up, if you had a cell phone, that was great. Now we've got Instagram and TikTok and Snapchat and, you know, and for us old farts, we've got Facebook, you know what I mean? It's so, there's, there's definitely some, you know, Scouts is changing, but we have to be able to ad adapt to that. Also, well, one of the, Ken, also you one of the things called all of um, the Sea Scout skippers out there an old fart. So you got that going for you. That's right. <laughs> I'm throwing gray hair already, so I count. Um, the other thing that you take away from SEAL is friends you will have for life. Um, I'm still in contact with several of my graduates that graduated with me. And we've stayed friends for a very long time. And, you know, I, I went to one of their weddings. I mean, we got, you know, like... Wow. And... So another example is one of my graduates from last year uh, from my SEAL course, we flew to Chicago and watched him get his quartermaster and were, was there to support him. So it's a family. It's a tribe. Um, you know, Very you cool. come part of the tribe and you get to see so many cool different things on SEAL. I mean, it's just, there's too much to say in, in, in one podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. We're going to do our best. <laughs> right. So I know you mentioned that there were different locations for SEAL, but with all the diverse options in SEAL today regarding like water, whitewater rafting, to paddlecraft, to sailboats, to powerboats even, 
what do you think they all have in common and how is it special that we each have like different facilities and different boats and power devices? What they have in common is two things. One, dedicated, amazing volunteers to come and teach scouts from around the country amazing leadership skills to help them learn and grow and push beyond what they ever thought was possible. Um, the other second thing that they have in common is an amazing workbook for us to that guides each of our courses as a whole in how we put on the course and what modules we teach and the real world leadership skills that our scouts need today. Great, great. I can definitely understand how that's so important. I know that I know that you personally went to SEAL and experienced that. And what was this personal experience that you had at SEAL? How do you think it developed your own leadership skills? And how do you think it really changed who you are today? I was terrified going to SEAL. Um, <laughs> um, I, to be honest, well, I read it in the Sea Scout manual. Um, I had, uh, you know, because it wasn't as big of a thing when I was a kid. Nobody in my area, you know, had really, you know, no scout had done it in my area, regardless of my ship. And so I was like, that looks cool. I want to try that. And I had no idea what I was getting my little self into. <laughs> but I, I prepared my tail off. I mean, I, in the time that I applied to the time I went, I got my ABLE. I was working really hard. And when I got there, I found out that it wasn't going to be as scary as it sounded because they make it sound very scary. And it's, <laughs> it was, it was really cool. And the ability to meet with these adults and these other scouts from around the country to, to practice leadership and, and to teach myself because there were skills that I was able to do. And, and uh, you know, all of a sudden I had confidence that in things that, Oh yeah, I do know how to do that. Yeah, I can back the boat out of the slip. I'm sure. Let's go. Game on. And and it really developed that kind of sense of pride that hey, I can be a leader and a good leader. And I had already been boasting for about two and a half years by that point in time, and I definitely think it was a great step and in the right direction. And gave me leadership skills to where I sit now as a Sea Scout skipper and a SEAL skipper, and I never thought I'd be here. Uh, and I definitely would not have been here without the skills that I learned at SEAL. That's really important. It seems to have really improved your confidence in your own leadership skills as well. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it really did. Good. So I um, am going to SEAL this summer, hopefully, if it doesn't get canceled. I originally applied for Tampa Bay and then realized I had a schedule conflict, and luckily I got it switched to Chesapeake Bay. Um, so hopefully it still happens. We'll see. But I have not been a participant yet. I am very excited to go and do that. But how was being a participant different than being a skipper? And then what made you want to go back and teach it? I was so focused on what I needed to do to pass the course. And I was kind of, you know, so involved in the course itself when I took the course 
that um, it, it was different when I got asked to come back and teach it. And I taught it for a couple of years before I took over as skipper. The kind of cool part was that I both taught and now am skippering on the same vessel that I took seal on. Literally. Oh, very on. nice. So um, when I was in the course, it was definitely one thing, but coming back to teach it is amazing. Hands down. I mean, I was kind of strong armed into doing it, but it was so worth it. And I tell you what, I'm hooked. Um, and uh, watching these young men and women from around the country come and, and bring different ideas to the table. Even as seal skipper, every time I, I walk away from the, for after a successful course, I learn something new. And I think that's important as adult leaders is learning something new. Oh, that's a different way of looking at something. I never thought of that. And kind of keeping that open mind. And so we can continue to adapt our programs to being, you know, better. You know, there's no, just because something worked once doesn't mean it's always going to work and something just because it's you know worked for the last 50 years doesn't mean that's all the right course of action to continue we have to adapt and change so we can make the program so much more fun for you guys absolutely for sure so um seal was started in 1996 if i'm correct yep that is when my ship was founded that's the number of my ship i am very excited how that correlates with seal um, but could you tell us a little bit more just about its history? Sure. So SEAL was started in 96 as a, I mean, it was a sink or swim situation. Uh, yeah, it really was. Um, and uh, it was supposed to be the best scouts and, uh, you know, from the country would, would come and apply and only the best would get in. Wow. Uh, it has definitely changed since then. Uh, I mean, it changed hard and fast after that, realizing that oh, that's not working too well. And the fact that we're here for scouts, you know, and we want that to be reflective in what we're teaching. Um, the course has changed um, subtly from time to time, and we've branched out into uh, five steady locations and, uh, and it's changed time to time. And, um, but uh, SEAL just went through a major overhaul. Uh, we've done minor changes, but this is the first major overhaul. In fact, we call it SEAL 2.0. You might have seen it on the Sea Scout website. And the 2.0 is amazing. We have revamped and put new life into SEAL. We've expanded the SEAL program way further than its original intent was to becoming where it's way more useful. We've have we've had more applicants than ever before. We've um, expanded our learning um, to more, you know, visual and tactile and auditory. And, you know, we've um, taken our modules and truly dug into them and figure out what's useful to Sea Scouts today. And we have, uh, you know, we've taken feedback from leaders across the country to make this happen. And Cecile now has the ability to change and flex as necessary. 
I think that's really important. And it's really great to see how the participation and applications, the number has increased. So for preparing for SEAL, since you are both a skipper and you already went to SEAL, what would you recommend, like what advice would you recommend to anyone who would like to go to SEAL and is currently enroll, applied to SEAL and would like to go? Number one, if you're up for a fun challenge, apply. No matter what, apply. Don't hesitate, apply. Um, and if you don't get in, you know, the, your first year, guess what? Next year, just keep going. It is worth it. Number two is don't do what I did, which is as a kid, which was um, I will do this. I will learn everything myself and I will bury myself in studying because it's not worth it. Um, <laughs> the, my number, number two piece of advice is once you get accepted to a course and they start setting out the expectations and you start figuring out what you're in, what you're in for, ask for help. Do not, you do not, you're not alone in this. You can ask for help from your home ship. You can ask for help from, if you have a really active Sea Scout council, ask for your council or ask your SEAL skipper. We are there to help you. Uh, you know, even if you don't know navigation, you know, I have a student in my course who applied, who said, you know, I thought I knew navigation and I don't. Can you help? But because they reached out to me, I can, I can help them. And I have months to help them. We have so many resources at our fingertips to be able to send. And um, we've got little self-study programs and YouTube videos and, you know, tons of resources to hand out. So ask for that help. And that clear and open communication, we, again, we sound scarier than we are. <laughs> um, and that's on purpose. It's, you know, we, this is a serious thing. I mean, this is a big deal and, you know, uh, but stuff we don't also understand we're human. We forget things. We know that, Hey, Oh, I forgot a deadline. If you communicate with us or, Oh shoot, this big family thing happened and I can't finish my first, you know, my first assignment for you. That's okay. But again, only if we have that communication, it's when it, what hurts us the most is having to drop a scout, you know, or a scout just stops communicating with us altogether. And it's, it's so painful because we want to be there. We want to help, but we can't help if we don't know. We don't, we're, you know, we're talking from across the country. We don't know you. <laughs> Not yet. For sure. I think that is really, really good advice. So was there anything that you personally had studied that you definitely used throughout it or was it the entire material, all the material that was really helpful? Um, I never had to study navigation because I had an excellent teacher. Um, so uh, yeah, when you get stuck for six hours in the classroom doing navigation, <laughs> you forget it again. But um, the seamanship portions, I've always struggled with rules of the road like all the minute little details. And so, but what helped was, you know, I had Chapman's, that's hands down my favorite resource, but there's also Knight's Modern Seamanship, two great books. But folks, I know not everybody is, wants to crack open a textbook and read it. 
YouTube is amazing. The internet is amazing. There are so many resources out there that can help you and, you know, get you across that finish line. And um, so, number one, and the Sea Scout Manual itself has so many resources in it. So, there are so many resources at your fingertips. But, uh, again, you know, that's one of the reasons that we actually have a little practice exam of both seamanship and navigation because – it can let you know the areas that you can study and brush up on and the areas that, Hey, I'm pretty confident in this kind of material. So we're good there. So that's why we actually have those skill sets. It's not to give you a grade. It's to find out how we can help. And yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. So you touched up on this a little bit before, but why should AUC's got a tent seal? Obviously it's very, very beneficial and we can tell you're very passionate about it. <laughs> um, if you could list like three things, three big reasons why AUC's got should a tent seal, what would they be? Three big reasons. <laughs> Number one, advancement. It will help you tremendously with your advancement. It'll help you on your path to quartermaster because it wasn't an eligible to be signed off from a requirement like when, when I was a kid. So I, I'm quite, quite envious of that. Um, but it helps with your advancement and it gives you a lot of, uh, you know, that material, you know, just raw data of material that when you go to teach the quartermaster requirements and you get so many able things signed off during the course that it just jumpstarts your your advancement. Number two, it gives you hands-on experience. And that hands-on experience in a safe environment in which you can make mistakes and you can learn from those mistakes is even, even a ship that is perfectly youth-driven. Having some hands-on experience in a different ship is critical. And Number three, the different ideas. Learning, hearing from other people outside your area, outside your home ship, gives, opens the mind. But only if you're willing to take it in. If you come to CO going, I, will know, I know everything and I'm just going to be the, the number one person, you're not going to get much away from the course. If you go into the course like, hey, I'm going to do the best I can, but I am looking to learn some new things, you will be surprised how far that will take you and how much it will help. Well, again, an existing ship that's been around forever, you know, or a ship that's already running really well and taking it to the stratosphere, or number three, a brand new ship that needs, needs that little kickstart. Having the open to new ideas will really, really help you. That is really great advice. So if our listeners are interested in attending SEAL, the applications are due each year by March 1st. Is there anything that our listeners should take remember if they would like to attend SEAL, something to keep on their calendars to continually work on or remember to like check the SEAL website, the Sea Scout website? Definitely check the Sea Scout website. Set a reminder in your phone for like November or December 
because that's when applications are actually going to come out. So that way you don't be a typical teenager and wait till the last minute. Been there, done that. Don't procrastinate. <laughs> Definitely set a reminder now. You can set it on your calendar. It can really, and once, and don't just talk about SEAL to yourself. Uh, encourage your shipmates to apply. Encourage other scouts that you know can apply. The fact that we've also opened it to Scouts BSA troops and venturing crews also, you don't have to be a registered Sea Scout to go to SEAL. So encourage others to go too, because guess what? It's amazing and it will help them too. That is definitely some really important advice. Well, Ken, thank you so much for joining our podcast today. It's been a pleasure. For our listeners, if you guys have any questions about this podcast or request any episodes, you can email us at podcasts at cscat.org. I'm Martha. And this is Izzy. And we will see y'all next week on the Lookout Podcast Reef Points Track.